This is Jason Holleran. I proudly served for 33 years, culminating as the Deputy Commandant at West Point. Put this on your calendar. World War II weekend inside Old Bethpage Village Restoration on Long Island. Scores of operational vintage armor in formation May 18th and 19th. Nassau County Executive Bruce Blakeman invites you to join him in saluting America's greatest generation and all those who have worn the uniform in defense of our freedoms. That's May 18th and 19th, presented by the Museum of American Armor. He's always mistakenly British. Teen Crumpets. Cheerio. But he's really a Canuck. Known on all seven continents. Oh, I know who you are. America's undocumented anchorman. He's a recording star and a TV star. Tuesdays, James Golden, a.k.a. Bose Nerdly, presents Mark Stein. He's an author... He's the star of stage and screen and movies and all that. So much a one-man media empire. Our very own Mark Stein. Mark, how are you? I'm doing good, thanks, James. Great to be with you. Mark, so today a lot of people are, I don't know, some are upset. I read one of the tweets that came out from a uh, former congressional candidate uh, saying what a glorious day it was because Hunter Biden has now faced justice. And I didn't feel particularly glorious after I read the terms of what this plea deal is or if the judge accepts it. And, of course, the go ahead. No, a plea deal, uh, as you put it, isn't justice. It's something that's used too often. And it's used particularly often in the dirty, stinking, rotten, corrupt federal justice system where they win 97% of their cases without ever going to trial. At least, you know, old-fashioned guys like Saddam Hussein and Kim Jong-un and uh, Hosni Mubarak used to organize a show trial. Under this system, you don't even need a show trial. Uh, because you you do the uh, you do the plea deal beforehand. It's a travesty. So I mean, so here we are. He's taking a plea deal on the Russian different the, the Russian disinformation charges because that's what they were. Mm. We were we were told yeah. this was all Russian disinformation to begin with. Yeah, and he, so he's pleaded he's pleaded guilty to a Russian disinformation campaign by Vladimir Putin. That's a that's a jurisprudential first in America. I'm telling you, and and so the deal he gets he he didn't pay taxes for two years, mm. and supposedly now that is going to be I if I read this correctly marked down to a misdemeanor. Right. It's okay. Little slap on the wrist. This little gun charge that was hanging out there. Oh yeah. So what? I lied on my application for guns. I mean, Democrats are the ones that tell us that we don't have uh, enough gun laws in this country, and that you know <laughs> nothing's more important to save yeah. the children yeah. than making yeah. sure that the guns are out of the hands of people that they should not be in the hands in. And so here we have a guy who clearly, self-admittedly, should not have been able to purchase a weapon. He did. Yeah. But with, I forget about that. That's just a gun. Yeah. It's just a gun. Yeah. And, and, uh, by the way, this is a useful tip for any of you guys who've just shot up a liquor store. If you need to get rid of your gun, 
do what Hunter did and leave it in a trash can just outside a schoolhouse, because uh, apparently the federal justice department is totally cool with that. So I so I want to know how how do you if you're a guy if you're a guy like Wesley Snipes for instance, Mark. Mm-hmm. Now poor Wesley, Wesley Snipes, known Hollywood actor, big shot, Blade. He yeah. didn't pay his taxes. So he goes before the judge. He willfully didn't pay his taxes, just like Hunter willfully didn't pay his taxes. Yeah, yeah. And they look at old Blade and they say, uh, Blade, no, no excuses. We're not taking any excuses. You're going to jail. I remember back in the early days, I don't know know whether the name Erwin Schiff means anything to you. I've got a uh, no. I've got local, uh, you know. I've got local versions of these guys all over, all over New because New Hampshire is one of those states where people who take the Hunter Biden attitude to taxes come and hold up. So there's a guy who's like I think it's 50 miles south of me. He did the. He came to New Hampshire. He built a compound. His position is that income tax is unconstitutional. And, of course, you know, next thing you know, they've surrounded his compound because they're not buying that argument. Right. I think everybody now should uh, should t- take the hunter. I think hunters I think hunters right. You know, this whole tax paying your tax thing is oh, completely overrated. Uh, and the way it just, you know, the way it comes around every year. So it's not as if you can, like, even, you know, pay it in. 1987 and then think okay that's that's me set up now i paid it in 1987 no they come around every year and you're expected to go through it and then god bless him hunter uh arrives and shows us how it should be done just say no to taxes that's that's his attitude and god bless him and it's worked for him that's the fantastic thing now the question is does it just work for him because he happens to be the president of the son, uh, the son of the president? Or would it work for the guy who runs your local feed store or the barista at your local coffee place or anybody else? Or is this just some special provision for Hunter Biden because he's had such a tragic life? He's a great artist, but he only manages to sell his paintings for half a million a pop when clearly they're worth way more than that. Uh, and so this is just the IRS letting him off with a slap on the wrist because he's had such a sad life. So when you hold, so when you make $1.2 million, you don't pay your taxes on it. It's okay. And no one will ever ask you, by the way, where'd you get that $1.2 million from in the first place? Yeah. Um, it's just, it happens every day. I just, people just show up. They make a million here, a million there, two or yeah. three million here and just say, hey, you know what? I'm going to keep it all. Never well, mind. You, I don't want to pay my fair share of taxes. Well, you know, there are two point that the big point here is there's no truth in sentencing in America. America has all these super butch laws. You know, ooh, uh, each of these charges is worth five to ten years in prison. Uh, the each of these felonies. But oh no, wait, he's pleaded it down to a couple of misdemeanors. So in fact, he's going to escape. You know, people Americans mock say the laxness of the laws in say Sweden. Oh, in Sweden they just get you know, six months to three years for this. Yes, but they actually get the somewhere between the six months or, and the three years. 
Here, the charges and their uh, penalties are completely meaningless because what matters is that, like Hunter, you you are able to plead. You're you're charged with uh, six felonies and a homicide, and you plead it down to three misdemeanors and a parking ticket. It's completely disgusting, but it's particularly disgusting in this case because it enables uh, this corrupt Justice Department and the corrupt Biden family to able to be able to say, oh, okay, now we've dealt with Hunter Biden laptop. That's old news. We've dealt with it. He's pleaded guilty. It's over. The fact is the Hunter Biden laptop story was never really about Hunter and his drugs and his hookers. That's the lurid surface stuff. What it's really about is the fact that uh, his dad is on the take from uh, the Chinese and from the Ukrainians and who knows else, who knows else. And the only reason people give money to Hunter and to uh, Joe's brother, Jim, and to the daughter-in-law, Hallie, is to buy Joe. He's the only product of Biden Enterprises, Inc., is Joe. The other guys are worthless, and you only give them money to get to Joe. Amber Phillips of the Amazon Prime Washington Post today has an article breaking down the GOP investigation into Hunter Biden and family. Federal prosecutors have focused narrowly, but Republicans, those evil, have cut a wide net, have cast a wide net in which they have so far caught nothing. And the article is just the allegations that there's a bribery scheme involving President Biden. Republicans make this stunning allegation that Biden was involved in a criminal scheme in which he received millions of dollars from a foreigner, blah, blah, blah. The evidence. And what does she say? We should approach this claim with extreme skepticism. <laughs> For one, the FBI has indicated there is no prez. Oh, <laughs> did you know that? <laughs> That's right. Well, if the FBI says it, <laughs> that's... Uh, yeah, uh, well, there you go. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Look, <clears throat> there's no way to explain the wealth of the Biden family. No way you can legitimately explain it. That's actually why just letting him skate on the tax return business is is serious, uh, is serious enough, because this would be even... He's getting money from somebody whether it's the Chinese Politburo or Ukrainian oligarch or the wife of the former mayor of Moscow, uh, set all that aside. He's getting money that he hasn't earned from somebody. He lives way beyond uh, somebody who has been in quote-unquote public service for half a century should be living. But no, uh, and that would be the, if you were to live like that or if I were to live like that, the IRS would take notice, but there is no equality before the law in America, and this is the, and this is the other thing. This is the the critical thing about this laptop. You know, I I would imagine just because it's something that prosecutors and policemen and judges see all the time that when they got the laptop at the FBI, uh, they open it up and they see, oh, there's a lot of porn here and some of these hookers look on the young side and he's smoking a crap pipe there. But, you know, policemen, prosecutors, judges, we all see that every day. Big deal. What's different about the laptop? What's different about the laptop 
is all the 10% for the big guy stuff. Because what it means is that the National Police Agency knew that one of the two principal parties' presidential candidate was on the take from the Chinese. They knew it a year before the election, and they did nothing about it. You think if there were real debates here, instead of these bland, anodyne, stupid pseudo-debates moderated by balls like Bob Schieffer or whoever's doing it now, and they would actually, uh, and they would actually, well, you know what I mean. Like, these guys shouldn't exactly. actually be anywhere. If it were a serious presidential debate, none of, half these moderators wouldn't get anywhere near it. But if they actually were to ask questions about 10% for the big guy, about, you know, he's joking about it. The only reaction we've had from Joe Biden, he was asked about this by somebody, and he joked, where's the money? Ha, 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 because he knows Hunter's not going to jail, Jim's not going to jail, Hallie's not going to jail, and Joe is certainly not going to jail. But the evidence is clear that these guys were getting tens of millions of dollars uh, from, not to put it mildly, enemies of the United States. Absolutely. Well, the Amazon Prime Washington Post, same article, the allegation, the Biden family engaged in influence peddling abroad. When Joe Biden was vice president, he did a lot of overseas diplomacy, pushing anti-corruption messages in Romania and Ukraine, (laughs) for example. Hunter Biden was also doing business in these countries. Sometimes, at the same time, his father was working in them. Yeah, what a coincidence. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, by the way, how did he get? Was he flying coach on Romanian Airways, or was he hopping a ride on Air Force Two? Which, by the way, in a a citizen republic, shouldn't actually exist, Air Force Two. The uh, the vice president should be uh, should be like the prime minister of Australia should be flying around the world coach. Republicans subpoenaed bank records from Biden associates to demonstrate that members of the Biden family, but not Joe Biden himself, received ten million dollars from foreign companies. And yeah. then she goes on to say the evidence. Well, so far, Republicans have failed to connect Hunter Biden's business deal to his father's work. I mean, so you see, Mark. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so you see, actually, the, oh. the connection is the birth certificate of Hunter Biden that says name of father. There is no I feel a little bit <laughs> I feel a little bit sorry for Hunter Biden uh, because, you know, I think if he'd been born the son of a dairy farmer in uh, in in Vermont or whatever, he would have had a much less troubled life. But the fact of the matter is nobody has any reason to give money to Hunter Biden or Jim Biden except for their surname. And and that is the very that is the very definition of influence peddling and to actually have this in the Washington Post. What's the name of this reporter again? Amber Phillips in the Washington Post. Amber Phillips. Well, I don't know what uh, what her orientational inclinations are, but assuming for the purposes of argument uh, she has a husband of the opposite sex, as used to be fashionable in Washington, so Amber Phillips is married to, you know, Irving Phillips or Fred Phillips or Gaylord Phillips, and I were to give, uh, I were to start giving huge sums of money to Gaylord Phillips or Irving Phillips for no apparent reason, then the 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 reason is 
you know, to influence what's what's being written about in the Washington Post. This is prima facie. There's no reason for anyone to be, you know, Hunter, Hunter Biden's income does not match the reality of Hunter Biden. And so this, but, the, but, but because the FBI is corrupt, because the Department of Justice is corrupt, and because the American media are corrupt, they can all now say, oh, yes, Hunter Biden, that's cracking work you did there, New York Post. To be sure, we uh, damned you as Russian disinformation at the time, but now we can say, uh, however belatedly, well, good work, New York Post, case closed. Hunter Biden is pleading guilty to three misdemeanors and a parking ticket. I just, it's, uh, let, let us turn the page for a minute, Mark. This this has captivated a lot of attention around the world. Um, a <clears throat> Canadian, <clears throat> a, excuse me, Canadian, <clears throat> sorry, a Canadian research vessel lost uh, contact with the submarine that they sent down to look at uh, uh, the wreck of the Titanic, which, Mark, I am so ignorant uh, on certain things. I did not have any idea until today that the wreck of the Titanic is only 900 miles east of Cape Cod, Massachusetts. Um, But the U.S. and Canadian authorities have been searching for it. Uh, Apparently, these Canadians, Canadians, didn't alert anybody till about eight afters after after the thing went missing that it was missing. But this is just, I mean, you know, what stuns me about this, Mark, is that the sea is is sometimes that we take for granted. Technology is almost infallible, and you can we can send down things, but this is just another reminder of how truly unforgiving nature is if if you find yourself in this situation i mean it's it's horrible and i think the the chances of them being rescued now i heard we'll put it one percent yeah it's a it's an absolute it's it's a miniature in a way of what happened with the titanic in 1912 um that was the state of the art technology back then it was regarded as the finest ship ever built, and then it had just a nick. It just had the slightest, merest nick with a phenomenon of nature, the iceberg, and then it's gone. Now, a century later, these guys, and, and by the way, a lot of the people, just as some of the most powerful and influential men on both sides of the Atlantic were on that ship, so here we have uh, in miniature a tiny little craft going down to look, going down 4,000 meters to look at the Titanic. It's got, uh, you know, the same thing, two billionaires and an uh, eminent French explorer on there uh, going down to look at it. Now, you, you did the, the uh, cheap Canada bashing. In fact, it's based out of uh, St. John's in Newfoundland, but I gather, in fact, it's an American a company, uh, an American company, and the American CEO is also down there. And, you know, the funny thing is, the funny thing is about this is, again, it's like people aboard the Titanic couldn't believe that when they, when they're told, wait a minute, what do you mean it's going down? This is the greatest, most sophisticated vessel ever built. How can it just be going down? 
Likewise, I would imagine for these uh, two billionaires uh, from Britain, I think one's English, one's Pakistani, but these two guys, uh, these two billionaires, their staffs uh, uh, back in London or wherever must be, you know, calling around saying, wait a minute, who can we pay to solve this? And as you say, nature, and in particular the sea, uh, as you put it, is unforgiving and remains an almost total mystery. And so they're trying, they, you've got all this great equipment that works on the surface, but trying to find something that may be on the seabed 4,000 meters down, as you say, it's, you know, you've got uh, the, uh, the, the, the U.S. Coast Guard and the Royal Canadian Navy and whatever trying to, trying to do their best. But, this this billionaire Hamish Harding he went to the bottom of the Mariana Trench a couple of years ago, which, as you know, oh, is wow. like the deepest point on Earth. That's that's right. where Joe Biden wants to put his stupid Pacific Indian Ocean Railway across. You know, he's going to have to dig. He, uh, when he comes to the Mariana Trench, he's going to have to hammer in the world's longest spike. Railroad spike to get that track to sit in place. Uh, but this billionaire is one of these people who likes to do these things. He went to the bottom of the Mariana Trench. I'm sure he thought this is just something he could add to the list of uh, things he's done. And and sometimes it all just falls apart as it did on that maiden voyage of the Titanic in 1912. Well, our friend, uh, former uh, 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 Russian engineer, broadcast engineer, Mike Mamone, sent us mm. this note. He says, somewhere on some little scene news channel, Don Lemon wonders if the missing submarine could have gone into a black hole. Yes. And- <laughs> no, that's very, <laughs> that's, that's very true. And if this story runs and runs, then that were, Don Lemon will be, will be surely peddling that. You know, the whole thing, the, Malaysian Air, the, the the sea is the great the greatest mystery on our planet, and uh, and it's and it's incredible. You know, I'm I, I as a schoolboy, I read Jules Verne uh, from the nineteenth century, and I assumed that the stuff Jules Verne was writing about in the nineteenth century would all be known and explored by now, and it is still as you. The, the correct word, unforgiving. It's a cruel and unforgiving world down there. And you are basically, the known world is just this shallow, ephemeral thing on the surface. And once you get uh, down to where the Titanic is, that is that is a world beyond civilization. So we should stay at the top. And I have a great way to do that. Let's stay in one of those big ships with luxury with spas that you can book in advance, with, with, with entertainment, with the, your choice of prestigious dining centers. And I know just the place. It's well, the Mark Stein, it's, it's Mark Stein's cruise to the Adriatic Sea, and it's July, and I'm going. Only, only on this show would you use the Titanic as a plug for the Mark Stein That's cruise. That's right. You're, and I'm all, ashamed. All the things you said, fabulous dining room, <laughs> wonderful orchestra, great spa. They had all that on the Titanic, and a fat lot of good it did them. So, uh, But they didn't have Mark Stein, and they no. didn't have me, and we're going to have a great time.
Yeah, we are, and we hope you will join. I, 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 I shouldn't make any uh, guarantees, but I'm, I'm reasonably confident uh, that the cruise will pass off without uh, incident in that sense, and, uh, and uh, you'll be there, and I'll be there. Michelle Bachman, a lot of other great guests, uh, MarkSteinCruise.com. Thank you, Mark. Always a pleasure, my friend, and we will uh, catch up with you soon. I can't wait to see you. It's been way too long. Thank you, Mark. Thanks a lot, James. James Golden and Case Sterling here with you. Your call's coming up. WABC. Don't go away. This is Greg Kelly for Priority Gold. What does it mean to be America's precious metals dealer? It means that you're in touch with the hearts and minds of those who love this country, value our freedom, and want to protect the future. Priority Gold is that precious metals dealer. They've helped thousands of Americans back their retirement with solid gold and silver. Call Priority Gold at 888-506-6439. Receive free shipping, free storage, a free investment guide, and one of the best purchase experiences in the industry. Call now or go to PriorityGold.com.